Welcome to Curious City, where we answer your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people, and the frustrations of its people. Don't get me started. It'll make you late. Like It's no good. Oh, I hate it. It's so frustrating. It'll ruin your day. This time we answer why multiple CTA buses show up at a bus stop at the same time. It's called bus bunching. And apparently, it's inevitable. WBEZ's Curious City podcast is supported by the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, hosting 150 public events each year that go behind the headlines. Hear directly from world leaders, policymakers, and international experts, and meet other curious Chicagoans. Learn more about upcoming events and membership at thechicagocouncil.org. Who's the what is going to be when? Where, where do I? Why is it? How many? What is the what? <laughs> Hi there. You're listening to Curious City. I'm WBEZ data reporter Chris Hagen, and I'm here to shed light on a question Corinne Pitluck had about bus bunching. That's when buses from the same route arrive at a stop at the same time. Most CTA bus riders have been frustrated by bus bunching at least once, but it's not just a bus rider problem. A clogged bus system can make street traffic worse for everyone. And if we want a public bus system that works, it's got to be attractive to riders. Anyway, Corinne has seen buses head to tail while traveling around the city and wondered, What is going on? I'm interested to know about the urban physics involved with bus bunching, how it happens. And I'd also like to get drivers' perspectives on how they feel about it and how they deal with it and what tools they have to unbunch their buses. Corinne figures bus bunching should be preventable. After all, CTA has GPS trackers, so it knows where its buses are. And supervisors watch the system 24-7. And buses run on schedules. So what gives? We'll meet up with Corinne later. But first, let's learn more about why bus bunching happens. For that, I take the number two bus from WBEZ's Navy Pier Studios to the University of Chicago to meet Professor Donald Eisenstein, who studies bus bunching. He says bus bunching is no surprise. It happens with the CTA and other big bus systems. What's actually shocking is when buses do not bunch. A bus system, by nature, has bad dynamics, very poor dynamics. So left on its own, buses will bunch. Here's what Eisenstein is getting at. Chicago buses run on a schedule, and they leave a terminal at regular intervals to try to keep that schedule. But Eisenstein says that any slowdown, traffic, road work, even picking up extra passengers, changes that gap between buses. Because of this big gap, then more passengers will tend to arrive at the bus stop between those two gaps. So that trailing bus has to do more work, has to pick up more passengers, and eventually has to drop them off. So a bus that's trailing a big gap is going to tend to slow down. That means that big gap's going to get bigger. And the converse is true, too. If there's a small gap, then that trailing bus behind a small gap will tend to, on average, have to do less work, pick up less passengers that arrive at a bus stop during that gap. So small gaps will get smaller, big gaps will get bigger, and the result is bunching. Take Chicago Transit Authority bus route number 66. The CTA says the 66 is one of its most bunched routes. Okay, we're jumping out now. We'll try to track down some buses. We're walking down Chicago now. And there are three buses stacked right on top of each other. I don't have a lot of buses. I'm going to run up here and take Three buses pull into the stop at the same time. 
66, Chicago to Navy Pier. Riders have seen this before. Oh, don't get me started. It'll make you late. Like, it's inconceivable. I don't know why one of them can't just wait and be on schedule like he's supposed to. But it'll, it'll ruin your day. How often do you see bus punching when you're commuting around Chicago? Every day. It just uh, happened. It just happened. Do you think it's avoidable? Do you think there's other things they could be doing to try to prevent it? Maybe pausing at stops, like to let one go a little further, but I think traffic is sort of unavoidable, so... Traffic is unavoidable, but can the CTA do anything to stop bus bunching? To answer that, we spoke with Mike Conley, the CTA's vice president of planning. He's in charge of making sure buses and trains run on time. Now, the CTA has a specific definition for bunching. To them, buses are not bunched until they're one minute apart or less. When it comes to stopping bus bunching, the CTA tries to fight it before buses leave the garage. So four times a year, Connolly's team reworks the schedules using GPS data from the buses. The first level of defense is preventive. Uh, and for us, it's, it's a matter of writing schedules that make sense out on the street and that are realistic. The second, really, is what we do with what we call terminal departure. And, that, and that's where you have either either end of the route, you have a terminal, the north end or the south end or the east or west end, and that's a place to reset the schedule. Once buses are out on the street, there's little the agency can do. Unlike trains, buses deal with the same hassles as other drivers. In the case of the bus system, we're at the mercy of the street. And we can only go as fast as the street can go. And so if the streets are slow, and they are, we're going to be going slow. There are tactics to fight bunching, but each one also irritates passengers. Here are a few. There's the leapfrog, where the back bus passes the one in front. But that frustrates riders in the front bus, wondering why is their bus the slowpoke? Another tactic. A bus can go express and pass up stops. But riders get upset when they miss their preferred stop or when they're waiting at a stop and a bus blows right past them. And another tactic. A trailing bus can slow down and wait longer at stops. This keeps the bus on schedule and prevents it from creeping up on the bus in front of it. For riders, though, they catch a bus only to see it crawl. A big part of the bunching problem, though, has to do with perception. We ask commuters on Chicago's 66 route how often they think buses bunch up. Mm, maybe 35 to 40%. Probably four out of five times. Maybe um, out of ten, seven times. It may come as a surprise then, and certainly did to us, that the CTA doesn't see it as a major issue. Bus bunching to us is an infrequent occurrence. It really stays at a very low level, and generally uh, we're running somewhere between 96 and 97% unbunched. The CTA says on average, buses bunch 3% of the time. But that's an average across all the routes, including night routes and routes with hardly any passengers at all. Some busy routes bunch more often, especially during rush hour. For example, the 66 Chicago route bunches twice the average, or about 6% of the time. We've posted an article online showing the worst bus routes, if you're curious. And we know you are. But there's still a key part of Corinne's question unanswered. How do drivers feel about all this? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we, we just got it. We're just walking. Okay, great. We'll come meet you there then. Here's where we bring back Corinne, who asked our question about bunching. We meet her at the CTA's Forest Park garage. So we're about to talk to a CTA bus operator, and I wanted to see what are you hoping to hear? 
I'm interested to know how he feels when he's in a bunching situation, whether he's in the, the first bus or the second bus or, heaven forbid, the third bus. Hi, my name's Michael Toomey. I'm a bus operator for the Chicago Transit Authority. Currently, I do the 77 Belmont. Michael Toomey has been driving a bus in Chicago for 11 years. How does bus bunching feel to him? Well, it can happen all too easily. Bus bunching, it's amazing. What causes it is minor traffic factors that to the untrained eye, people wouldn't even notice, such as a double parked car that I get stuck behind and the bus behind me comes straight through. So for me, I find more stress knowing I'm two minutes behind schedule and the bus behind me is scheduled four minutes back, which means I've got twice as many people to pick up. Once Toomey is in a bunch, he notifies the control center and does what he can to keep on schedule. Often, that involves serious teamwork. For example, pulling up at a crowded stop to help load riders. Sometimes, though, there's nothing a driver can do. I can give you the example of one of the worst bus bunching experiences I ever saw in my life. It came early in his career at the intersection of Cicero and Chicago. Utility work shut down all but one lane, and then... Two cars get into an accident in the middle of the only open lane. Took me 35 minutes to go one block. People in their cars have made U-turns. They've cut down side streets. They've gone down alleys. I believe some people even cut through vacant lots, if I don't remember correctly. With the bus, all I can do is notify the control center. They send out a supervisor. But in the meantime, there were seven buses in a row, back to back to back. Riders were furious and let Toomey know it. My headache is just as big as theirs because who wants to sit for that length of time? But like I said, with a bus, it's not safe to turn down an alley or a side street or anything else. You have to wait for the street to open up. With a bus, as much as maybe I'd like to sometimes, I have to go that way. There's customers that have to go that way. I have to follow that route. Here's what Corinne thinks of Michael's story. Oh my gosh! That's unbelievable! No, I I think that that really helps me to understand their position more. And there's a lot that's out of their hands. They have some tools, but it's they're kind of limited to deal with the aspect of, of urban physics that buses bunch. Remember, this started with Corinne's question about what bus bunching is and what can be done about it. We learned that each fix, like the so-called leapfrog, for example, has the potential to frustrate riders. But we don't want to end this on such a hopeless note. The CTA is still trying to combat bus bunching. Next year, they'll have a new dispatch system showing where buses are in real time, so dispatchers can better see and respond to bunching as it's starting to happen. And researchers like Professor Donald Eisenstein are testing out other solutions, including doing away with bus schedules altogether. Focus on just keeping the buses separated apart. And this is effective because if a bus breaks down or it starts to snow and everything slows down, our algorithm says don't worry about any fixed schedule, just correct it so that the buses will give regular service. He's been testing this theory in Atlanta, and so far, results have been good. Instead of regular schedules, riders just use smartphone apps to tell them where buses actually are and estimates of when they'll arrive. And for riders without smartphones, Eisenstein says they approach catching a bus the old-fashioned way. They go to the bus stop and hope they don't have to wait too long. Eisenstein is currently tinkering with data and simulations to test his theories on the CTA. Uh, We're still experimenting a bit, but I think pretty soon we'll be ready to uh, talk to others about implementing it. If you want to see exactly how bus bunching happens and what the CTA does about it, we've got a set of animations over at wbez.org slash curiouscity. 
And while you're there, subscribe to our podcast. We've got almost 70 episodes for you. Plenty to keep you company during your next slow bus ride. Or bus bunch. Reporting for this story came from me, Chris Hagen. Curious City is produced by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, and AIR, with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Hi, I'm Tim Barnes, host of the It's All True podcast. In each episode, I ask guests to reveal a headline for a funny true story. And this week, I talked to comedian Dave Hill. You'll learn what it's like to grow up in Cleveland. Some friends and I used to call it the Cleveland Nasty. And then you'll find out what this excerpt from Dave Hill's story is all about. And, you know, but we're driving to prison. And he's kind of annoyed with me that I'm like I'm a grown man that doesn't speak any Spanish. For more info, visit wbez.org slash podcasts. I believe in you. One thing I always joke about, customers tend to think that we don't care if we're late or on time. I always tease them back and tell them, I bet you there's a bathroom close to you at your job. We have to make it all the way to the other end of the street. And sometimes you better believe we, deep down inside of us, we really do want to be on time, despite what people may or may not think.